Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. That wake up guy was trouble. Yo, get out of bed. What are you doing? You're late. You're late. You're late. I'm wide awake. Now waking you up from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Hello there and welcome to the Bob and Sherry show. If you are listening while you're driving, please be very, very careful. I was just, I was just reading this little study somebody did about, it's an insurance company, about when people get into a car accident, who takes responsibility for the accident themselves and how many people take, uh, an excuse. They pull an excuse out of thin air and say, it wasn't my fault. But I'm going to read some of the excuses that were used. A, a bug flew into my eye. I swerved to avoid a fox. My car was legally parked. And then I backed it into another vehicle. Why? <laughs> That's an excuse. I don't know. Another car came out of nowhere, struck my car, and vanished. I collided with a stationary tree. <laughs> I, I bumped into a lamppost, which was obscured by someone, a very tall person, evidently. At 8.15 a.m., I drove out of my driveway straight into a bus. It was the fault of the bus. They were 15 minutes late. My windscreen was shattered after an angry squirrel threw a nut at it. That sounds like the way Mary feeds squirrels these peanuts. That sounds like our house. The other car collided with mine without giving warning of its intention. And finally, I pulled away from the side of the road, glanced at my mother-in-law, and headed over the embankment. Well, we've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) At one time or another. You know, I I hate to say this, but um, my wife is a very, very honest person. But if there is something that happens like let's say um, a rear view mirror on the outside has been knocked uh, partially off she will say something like the person who parked next to me should never have parked that close they were from out of state and they never should have parked that close and you know 
I got one choice. I got a choice of going, yeah, boy, I hate when that happens. Or I have to say, well, that doesn't really make any sense. How close were you? As soon as you don't back her 100%, it's not going to be good. Do you remember? I have a sister-in-law who um, uh, had a collision with a stationary tree. She was uh-huh. backing out, and my my brother never bought it for a second. But this is someone who is very like even keel, no drama, mm-hmm. no no, not really a lot of imagination. Like this is a very pragmatic person. So right. this was when my niece and nephew were little. They were strapped into their car seats, and she was backing out of the driveway of their house, and she a UFO was behind her, and she panicked and hit the gas instead of the brake and rear end at the tree and my brother just was not having it and to this was day she, was she seriously trying to pitch that that there was a ufo behind her she wasn't pitching anything she genuinely truly sincerely believes that believed. she saw that yeah okay. this wasn't mm-hmm. pitching something she genuinely truly believes that a ufo was behind her and that's why she panicked and hit the gas instead of the brake um, I think State Farm enjoyed it. It was it was a new one, at least for Jake to deal with <laughs> yeah. when it came over yeah. the desk. But yeah, I and she was so rattled; it was crazy, so rattled. And he because and one, he, the kids he didn't were in the car at all. No, He's, no, no. The kids were in the car, so of course you're like freaked out. You know, you've had an accident with your kids in the car, and then what caused the accident? Like she was just not quite ever right about it again. Yeah, and he didn't believe her. You know, I'm kind of on her side because I don't know her well, but you've talked, I've met her and you've talked about her a bunch. And she doesn't seem like the kind of person that would just pull that one out of the blue. She's not. She's not. Now, it's interesting because he could not imagine that there was a UFO in his driveway. And she could not imagine that the stripper on his lap in those phone photos was, um, <laughs> a cgi effect <laughs> so between them like they really struggled you know? yeah oh god my ex would uh take a piece of the car's side off every time pulling out of the garage in that house that we had and i w- i would say wow what happened and she would say something like well you know if we had a home with a bigger garage that wouldn't be a problem <laughs> Well, that's what Aaron said. If we had a home with a larger landing strip, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have to I wouldn't have to jockey with UFOs in yeah. the driveway. We've got yeah. a wild morons in the news coming up for you. Comedian Sindhu V, we're gonna take you down the rabbit hole with a guitar lesson from one of rock and roll's greats. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The oddcast, oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. Have you ever been on Facebook? And of course you have. And uh, there's an opportunity where Facebook says, hey, Bob, would you like to join one of these groups? I never join one of these groups. I've never joined a group uh, really in my life. But one popped up and I joined it. It is the worst album covers of all time group. I don't know if you've seen any of these, but somebody has a um, collection of album covers, mostly from like the 1950s, 60s, 70s, and a little bit in the 80s. And they're generally of people who got some kind of a record deal and a small label, and they had their album cover shot. 
and it's out there and it ends up like in a secondhand store or whatever. And people have collected pictures of them and they are hysterical because they do not have pros shooting it, uh, producing it or whatever. It's like the group and a local photographer came up with the shot. <laughs> the first one I got was Chuck Laburn remembers. Um, so Chuck, there's a picture of him on the album cover and he's got a cowboy hat, a plaid shirt, cowboy boots, and he's got one of the boots kind of propped up on the fence like a cowboy would. And he's smiling right at the ladies with these mutton chop sideburns and a mustache. So the name of it is Chuck Laburn Remembers. The first comment was, no one remembers Chuck Laburn. Chuck Laburn remembers everyone. When I saw that, for, some, for some reason, that cracked me up. And I said, man, I got to continue. Then a guy named Mark Wolgram uh, said of Chuck Laburn remembers, Chuck forgot how to have friends. The next one was someone named Fen Benden. I just wish I could forget Chuck Laburn was the comment. They're, they're just... They're so cruel. Again, the name of the album is Chuck Laburn Remembers. Another person said, Chuck Laburn once visited the Virgin Islands. They are now known as the Islands. I don't know why that, uh, that cracked that's an old Chuck. No, that's an old Chuck Norris thing. That's an old Chuck is Norris that an old Chuck thing. Norris thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And finally, a guy named, guy named Bob says, Chuck Laburn Remembers a time before Gillette Track 3. Because he's got he's got that seventies sort of hair going all over the place. It it is the greatest um, c collection of crazy things to look at. Where people said, "Yeah, this is going to look good." There's one where there's an eighteen wheeler cab, and there's five country uh, performers, and they're all one is in the cab, one is hanging out of of a part of the truck. One has got the mirror and is hanging onto that, and they're all smiling, and they're all in uniform. That 70s sort of look, you know, with, with the uh, large collars for the men with shirts. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. If, if you want a good laugh, I know it, this is hard to explain, but once you see it, you're going to have tears in your eyes. The worst album covers of all time, that they are my new friends, and, and they give you at least <laughs> one or two a day. Well, when, when the cover of an album, that was very important because it's got yeah. to attract your attention. I mean, it, it right, really right. does. So what's your what's your choices? You've got to be shocking or you got to be stupid or you, you know, I mean, I don't know. Here's Chuck. What? Here's Chuck. Are you kidding? There's nothing left for me to do to cry over you. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, that's good, right? That's show. as good as anything else, show. yeah. Yeah. Why should I go? Where could I stay without you? You got me singing the blues. That's a great oh, voice. That's Do Chuck Labor. Do it. Apologies to Chuck Labor. Yes. That's a good voice. Isn't that amazing that Max found that music? No, nothing's amazing when Max goes to hunt for it. Oh my. God, well, I never, I never felt more like singing the blues 
Cause I never thought that I'd ever lose your love, dear. Why'd you do me this way? That's a that's a voice that was trained in church. That that is fantastic. He's got that. He can do that yodeling thing. Yeah. He's good. The album may be weird, but he's good. I'm gonna remember Chuck Laburn thanks to you. All right, straight ahead, we got morons in the news. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Bob and Sherry. You see, that's all I could come up with because I'm an idiot. With Morons in the News. Well, Salt Lake City, a man accused of attacking a skateboarder with a machete because he allegedly thought the skateboarder was a fish, has been arrested. Ryan Neal Davis, 23, was booked into Salt Lake County Jail for investigation of aggravated assault. According to the police, a man had been skateboarding on the sidewalk Wednesday afternoon. As the man passed Davis, Davis produced a large machete, swung it at the victim, striking him on the left forearm, causing a half-inch laceration that would require stitches. When questions about the assault, Davis allegedly stated that he was attempting to cause the victim harm because he thought the victim was a fish. The attack comes less than two months after Davis was convicted of three counts of attempted aggravated assault. In that case, he approached three fast food employees and threatened them with a knife while demanding food. According to the charging documents, he was given credit for 42 days he had already served in jail and was placed on two years probation. He's also facing charges in Salt Lake City for making a threat of violence at a gas station. Listen, this guy is a one-man crime wave who evidently could use a good meal because everything he sees looks like food. I'm thinking he must have thought the skateboarder was plank salmon. Get it? Skateboard looks like a plank. Guy looked like a salmon. Plank salmon. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, excellent. I get it. Oh, man. I do not want to go to a hospital as a filet. Isn't that scary? What is it with machetes in this country now? Oh, man. Let's go to Medford, Massachusetts for today's very, very lucky moron of the day. So a few months ago, Khalil Sousa went into Tony's Convenience Store in Medford, and he bought a scratchy. He bought a $15 million moneymaker scratchy. But then he went home and set it down and forgot all about it. He never checked, never scratched it to see if it was a winner. I mean, he completely forgot. Well, a few months go by, and the person that he hired to clean his house was dusting a vase. And when she shook the, when she held the vase upside down, a lottery scratchy fell out. So when she finished up for the day, she handed the scratchy to Khalil and said, I found this in a vase. He scratched it and won a million dollars. Whoa. Did he give her, that's what everybody's wondering, did he give her any of that money? The only thing I can tell you is he said that he plans to use his winnings to help a friend and then he's going to give to charity. So whether or not he gave her a nickel, I don't know. Uh, but he has a million dollars. He has a million dollars 
that he had completely forgotten about. So, if you've got if you got a lottery ticket or a scratchy rattling around in the console of your car or the junk drawer, yeah. or that pile on the kitchen counter, yeah, you might yeah. want to go have a look. I, I bought a lottery ticket last week when I went to Alabama. I can't uh-huh. find it. So oh. there's nothing worse. I'd rather have a losing ticket than to have yeah. one that's missing. I can't find yeah. it. It was probably the winner. I'm, I'm so mad I can't stand it. I bet. I bet. Why does this happen all the time? Because we're all just busy and distracted. And, you know, there's yeah, a million things tugging on you all the time. Something's right. always beeping and blinking and flashing. And it's hard to keep track. I hope he gave uh, yeah. her some of the money. No sign too. that he did or didn't. But no, that's this said. is this is your reminder to sort through that pile of scratchies and make sure that you're not sitting on a million dollars. That is morons in the news coming up. We have comedian Sindhu V talking about how she just doesn't understand the way kids get disciplined these days. I know it's going to resonate with a lot of y'all. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. You know, I'm so excited. I have found my new favorite place to eat. I have not been there yet, but it's not that far from me. It's in Georgia, up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And it's a small restaurant, and it is now getting national notoriety for charging a hefty fee to customers for bad parenting. What? You get this? It's called the the, the Tacoa Riverside Restaurant. It's in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And this is what it says on the front of its menu. Adult surcharge for adults unable to parent, $50. They will charge you $50 surcharge if you do not parent your children. Online reviews of the restaurant are littered with examples of angry parents claiming that they were either charged or chastised by the restaurants for what the staff perceived to be unruly and disruptive children. One of these things says, if you have children, absolutely avoid this place at all costs. Holy moly, the most disrespectful owner made a huge scene in front of the entire restaurant because our children were running around through the restaurant. What? Pay the $50, fool, or tell your kids to sit down. I don't want to hear about this. No, no, I love this idea. Everything that I read says the food is good, but if your kids act up and act crazy and bother other people, you will be charged 50 bucks. I love it. I love it. I love it. What it's, do you think, Sherry? I love it. It is bold. I mean, as a when I was a server, I just didn't understand, like, why, why are you letting your kids do this in this oh, restaurant? I mean, I really, because I was a restaurant server for so long that when I had kids and took them out somewhere, I was on my hands and knees picking up crumbs off the floor. So that the server didn't have to. Listen, I hear it. Years ago, when you still had smoking sections, when I was dating, I would ask to be seated in the smoking section. Yeah, secondhand smoke, I'm probably going to die a few years early, but I didn't have a bunch of kids running around. It was worth the risk to me. You know what I'm saying? And you're a dad. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, I got my kids to get out of the seat. They didn't get out of the seat. We're not doing that. Not doing that. Wow. All right. Well, I love it. Y'all been warned. It's going to cost a little extra to eat out at that place. It's Bob and Sherry. 
What is only $4.99 a month but gives you such pleasure? That would be the Bob and Sherry Premium. Exclusive content from the show, including our classic chat room calls and best of CDs. You'll get behind-the-scenes photos and videos of not only us, but our listeners. It's a lot of fun. Just $4.99 a month. And the website to get all of this is bobandsherry.com slash premium. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters, so make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. It is time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Sindhu V. So I had to look at how you guys discipline your kids. Your discipline, that's a big word for you guys, but how in the UK children are corralled. What do you guys do? And turns out there's a multitude of techniques that you make available to parents. Things like... Um, Star chart. You know what star chart is? No. I'll tell you what star chart is. Star chart is where you think of something remotely not negative (laughs) that your child may or may not do, but you find a way to work it into the conversation so that at the end of every day, this child, regardless of its actual behavior, has got a star. Thank you for only kicking mommy seven times in the face today. Here is a star. (laughs) Good it wasn't eight. Another thing is naughty step. You know what naughty step is, don't you? Yeah. You have been terribly behaved. Kindly go and relax on the staircase. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought to myself, I can't do this. But what were the things our parents said to us to discipline us? And I thought, of course, here's one thing our parents did. They implicated us from the time we were very young in their death. (laughs) and then use this as a way to guide our behavior okay I'm going to give you an example what is your name Nicola Nicola, can I use your name for this cool so Nicola imagine you're four years old and your mom will say to you Nicola I told you to put one spoon of chocolate in your milk why have you put two because you want me to die (laughs) it is very effective with small children focuses their mind at once. And by the way, Nicola, your mother could be from anywhere in India. Say she was from Gujarat. She would say, Nicola, 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 you put two spoons of chocolate in the milk. Why are you bothering with milk? Drink my blood. <laughs> oh, or if she was from Punjab, she might say, Nicola, Nicola, you put two spoons of chocolate in the milk when I said one? Fine, fine. I am going to beat myself. Nicola. You please stay here, enjoy your milk. Or Nicola, my mother spoke Hindi. So what she might have said is, Are Nicola, chamach kya tantanario, chura uthao. Nicola, why are you tinkling that teaspoon? Pick up the knife, you know, it's what you want. (laughs) And I have to tell you guys, this was working so well for me until I got a phone call from my son's school, my firstborn, when he was about seven. (laughs) And the teacher said, could you and your husband please come in? Your son has some very specific anxieties. (laughs) So I went... I didn't take my husband because he is Danish. (laughs) And his entire parenting repertoire is, darling, please be very, very, very happy. Here's some Lego. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so I went. And the teacher said to me, she said, he, we just can't understand. He's such a lovely boy. He gets along with everyone else. But every time we give him an assignment and he gets it back and he hasn't got full marks, he says, oh, I don't want to go home today. I think my mother might be dead. <laughs> On the inside, I was like, yes. It's that is comedian Cindy V. We'll post that setup at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Just click the menu tab. Look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Straight ahead, it's time for everybody's favorite shocker. Oh, shut up. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. We are teaming up with Visit Florida to salute teachers throughout the school year. Go to the contest page at bobandsherry.com to nominate a teacher and tell us why they deserve a vacation. We will pick one weekly qualifier to win Bob and Sherry swag, and they're entered to win our monthly grand prize, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, with round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. Nominate a deserving teacher right now at bobandsherry.com. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up! Okay, I have a song for you right now. And when you hear how old this song is, you are going to go, shut up! And here is the story behind the story on this song. Uh, Here's the artist. This is a song that kept me from killing myself in a Howard Johnson's in Marin County, California. It hit. I paid the rent. I got my dog out of the pound. I was deathly depressed in that Howard Johnson's. And then slowly I wrote this song and it hit and the rest is history. He then went into a recording studio and he recorded the song. The artist was Jimmy Buffett and the song was Come Monday, which was recorded 50 years ago this week. I missing your soul Come Monday It'll be alright Come Monday I'll be holding you tight I spent four lonely days In the brown early haze And I just want you back By my side Yes, it's been quite a summer Rent a car Westbound trains, and now you're off on vacation. Something you tried to explain, and darling, it's I love you so. That's the reason I just let you go. Come Monday, it'll be alright. Come Monday. I'll be holding you tight I spent four lonely days In a brown early haze And I just want you back by my side Jim Buffett wrote Come Monday for his future years wife old today? Like this years week? Ago. 50? Yeah, yeah wow. He, uh, he wrote it for his, his wife-to-be And even though the song was inspired by thoughts of suicide and depression the song is ultimately about hope on the horizon. In his most dire moment, Jimmy Buffett turned to Come Monday and the music to save him. 50 years on, 
people still tune to come Monday for the same reason. This song was a big country hit, too. Yeah, very big with adult contemporary. Adult contemporary audiences are the ones that really pushed it over the top, although the country people embraced it. Now, he always had a country following, but this was before Margaritaville. We wouldn't have had that without this. It'll be alright. Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight. I spent four lonely days and a brown every day. And I just want you back by my side. You know, we've lost artist after artist, especially the guys and the women who came out of uh, the 1960s and 70s and even the 80s. But I think that uh, the loss of Jimmy Buffett probably was more deeply felt than a lot of other artists. There was something about him that was just so appealing. I can't believe 50, half a century? Ah! Shut up. Oh, I know. Shut That's up. Right. Shut up. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry, go. How about so last night I was scrolling through my DVR so that I could delete some stuff and watch some stuff. And I routinely record um, the late night talk shows. And so when this, when I hit this one, I was like, oh, does Bob know about this? Keith what Richards, Keith Richards went on with Fallon and he brought his guitar and Fallon got him to demonstrate the, you know, the, op- the like iconic opening notes from the legendary Stone songs. And Keith Richards was so Keith Richards. And I, I'm like, Bob has to see this. So I saved it for you. And here it is. Welcome back, everybody. Keith Richards is here. A brand new Rolling Stones album, Hackney Diamonds, is out now. Download it, stream it, listen to it on Spotify, Apple, whatever you got to do to listen to music. Come on. Hackney Diamonds is out now. Um, we're we're going to do something pretty fun. And I, I appreciate you agreeing to do this. I don't even know if you did agree. I don't know if I agreed. No, I don't think you did agree. It's too late now, but it's too late now. But I wanted to know if you could play a little guitar for everyone, just because... I'll tell tell you why, because you, 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 I think you're the greatest guitarist of all time, and I love you, and I think you're... Segovia might disagree. Yeah, but but I, I do, and I think that you've had so many great riffs and so many good beginnings of songs and tunes... I just wanted, if you could show the kids out there how it's done. You're the pro. What is the secret to, like, the first song I was telling you backstage that I listened to where I realized that there was a woofer and a tweeter of a, of a speaker. Oh, was that's that. Honky Tonk Woman. Yeah. It's like, go back, go back. Well, the fact is that you got to take one string off. Wait, so you have one string missing? Yeah. Do you only play with five strings? No, cheap. <laughs> how much money? How much money have you saved? But I did not. I did not know this. It's a big fat string. It costs more money. Man. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. The you, fact is, it's true. To an open G, right? And if you're gonna do honky tonk women or something. You're... Queen and Mamba. Try 
up the stairs for our ride. It's that Fallon song. Yeah, I don't, yeah. don't want to make you do the whole song. That's a pretty good Mick Jagger. Yeah. But what, how about, why you have it out? Well, I have it out. But what, how about like... <laughs> I just said to the... Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, what, 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 while, while, oh. while we're playing, how about... Like, Let's start me up. Uh. Guitar, it's not even an electric guitar. Well, I've, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, you do it, and you did it, and I know I can do it, but I don't know how I do it. Uh, that's another thing. <laughs> Keith, before you, could you take us out maybe a little? Could you play a little Jumpin' Jack Flash? Flash. That was fantastic. I, you know, I'm not a musician, but I, he's been talking about how he discovered uh, tuning the guitar with an open G, whatever that means. And uh, that gives him that sound. Wow. And Fallon, I've never heard anybody do Jagger like that. On the last he song, he got up and he did the moves. He didn't just do the voice. He did the mix Is moves. that right? Yeah. Well, we're yeah, going to post the clip to the Bob and Sherry Facebook. So all you Stones fans like Bob can enjoy it. Coming up, all those Halloween pumpkins. Not the ones that are going to rot on your porch till Easter. All the unsold ones. It's so cool what happens to them today. Got that for you coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. This is a very controversial story for me. Um, uh-huh. a, DC, a, a, a DC firefighter who and his partner stopped for fast food while on an emergency call has been terminated. Uh, two firefighters slash EMTs, they were assigned to Ambulance 3. They stopped at Chick-fil-A in Northeast DC at around 4 p.m. instead of responding to a call for a woman suffering chest pain at Kaiser Permanente about a mile away. 
The firefighters mm. said that they already ordered their food on the app when the emergency call came in, so they decided to stop literally just for a few minutes tops. The report written by one of the firefighters said there was no delay in patient care or response. However, sources familiar with the investigation said the reason the Ambulance 3 was assigned to the call is because it was closer than a, a regular medic unit. So a trial board met. They terminated the firefighter after making that decision. The second firefighter on, on call, he's still employed, but he's waiting to find out. Now, I have so many mixed feelings about this because an emergency vehicle probably shouldn't stop to get food. But if you do, nobody's quicker than Chick-fil-A, okay? I knew you and were going to say that. Point. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, personally for me, if I'm having chest pains here at the house and Carla gets me in the car and on the way, maybe I'm a tad hungry. I got the pains, but I can still stand <laughs> something. If I see 12 cars in line at Chick-fil-A, I want to tell Carla, hey, pull over. Pull over. It won't. It won't. And this won't take but a minute. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I trust Chick Fil A with my life. When minutes count, Chick Fil A drive-through <laughs> is the only way to go if you're an emergency response person. I rest my case, brother. I rest my case. <laughs> I got to. You know? I got to tell you a, a quick story. A quick story to add on to it. My father. Um, was doing something at the house. I was about six or eight years old, and somehow he got a, a hammer and put a nail into his hand by mistake, and blood was just everywhere. And so he called the guy next door, Charles Lane, his friend. He wrapped it up with some sort of bandage, but the blood is spewing everywhere. And Charles gets in the car and he says, "I'll drive you to the. Uh, I'll drive you to the uh, hospital." And off they go. And they go by the Rose Garden, which is a pizza place slash bar. And Charles says, we're probably going to be there a while. You want to get a quick pop before we go? <laughs> and I bet your dad said, yeah, actually. Yeah. You know, I, I don't recall it, but it wouldn't surprise me. I knew where that line was going, Lamar. If you're going to go somewhere fast. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. Talk back time. You can give us a call at 844-52-SHERI. Or you can grab our free app in Google Play in the Apple Store. And with it, you can listen to the show and all of our podcasts, including Talking Lamar and True Weird Stuff and the Oddcast. And there's a little microphone in the bottom center of the screen. If you tap it and talk, the app will do the rest. Hi, guys. This is Don in Minnesota. I was just catching up on the podcast and heard you mention my hometown. You guys were talking about the Jason Voorhees statue in the middle of a lake in Crosby, Minnesota, which is where I was born and raised. And I still only live about 20 minutes from there. Uh, yes, it's actually one of our old mine pits. Um People go swimming there all the time. But my friend and I were just talking about this. Like, if you didn't know it was down there and you just went, like, scuba diving, could you imagine <laughs> going down there and seeing Jason Voorhees? But, yeah, he's chained in the middle of an old mine pit. Love you guys. Bye. Isn't it I would, interesting I... that there are people who swim in an old mine pit with a, uh image of a murderer while as other people swim in Hawaiian waters that are crystal clear and we're all the same <laughs> species, right? It takes all kinds. Um, I yeah. think that there should be like, when you go diving in that lake, you should be given a piece of paper that says attention, 
There's a statue yeah. of Jason Voorhees oh. chained up in an old mine pit down there because I think I would drown if I stumbled across <laughs> right, that yeah. and didn't know oh, what was God. coming. Oh, my God. Oh, my, God. Oh my yeah. gosh. All right, we got another one. Hey, Bob and Cherry. This is Debbie from Oregon. I heard you guys talk about the Golden Bachelor. Since I'm in that age group, I thought, what the heck? I'll watch it. I've never watched The Bachelor so I thought I'd give it a shot. After 10 minutes of the first episode, I was so embarrassed for those ladies, I had to turn it off. I don't get it. But anyway, because you guys were talking about it, I gave it a try. Maybe I need to give it another 10 minutes, but it was just crazy. I couldn't believe how those women were acting. It was embarrassing. Anyway, that's my two cents worth. Bye. I think we started talking about the Golden Bachelor because I made the comment that Mary watched it and said that she didn't believe anything in the concept because she said there is no way that a woman that age wants another man coming into her life to have to deal with another guy's stuff. Listen, whatever happens with the Golden Bachelor, Gary from Indiana, who is the most wholesome and decent man on television. He may not find true love, but he's going to make a fortune as the spokesman for walk-in hot tubs. He's just going to clean true. up. Right. Oh, and yeah. I'm so happy yeah, for That's him. right. I think Pat Boone gave that up so it's open. Yeah, that's true. I'm so happy. So happy for Gary. Um, our, Lamar and Carla are watching it. Yes. The, everyone I know who's watching it is every episode they have the exact same reaction. They're like, there's more drama than the regular Bachelor. I cannot believe oh this. What did you think God. was going to happen? There really? Come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I said about and See, there's one person on there and she's creating a lot of drama, but she's doing it in a way. She's like, <clears throat> she's like, I just want to share things with others. I'm a sharer. And what happens is every time she gets around Gary, she comes back and she goes, yes, Gary, he told me he loved me and we shared a kiss and, and all the other women. And her, this woman was supposed to be her best friend. She goes, can you zip it? Just zip it, zip it to shut up. Nobody wants to hear how close you are with Gary. It hurts our feelings. And so <laughs> then, then the girl goes to, to Gary and she goes, Gary, I think I've made a mistake. I, I've just shared my feelings with my friends and she told me to zip it. And Gary goes, what? I mean, like, it was like he, she said, zip it to you? So then he calls the woman in and he goes, oh, this is very disturbing to me. It's very disturbing because she said that you said the word zip it. Did you did you really say that? Because I'm concerned. I don't. I, I'm really concerned. And she goes, "Well, I, I was just, I was just, I was just saying my feelings." And and she, he goes, "I, I just don't think we can have that kind of language. Zip it. No, no, zip it's not going to work." And buddy, that's she how get wholesome a Gary is. Yeah, and she didn't. That's get how wholesome Gary the is. The last time, oh, yeah. the last time <laughs> I heard anybody say "zip it." Was Barney Fife? <laughs> Barney Fife, zip it, But that's how that's how good he is, you guys. That that's profanity to Gary. He is the most yeah. wholesome, wholesome man ever. Yeah. We Just like all other this, reality um, shows, they always keep the woman that's causing the trouble. She's on there till the very end because she has to be. You have to have a villain. You have to have a villain. I, I walked into the room and, and the Rose presentation was going on. Mary was watching it. 
and I'd, I'd forgotten about that rose presentation crap that they do. And so they're all there and it's so awkward and the music is in the background. And, and he says, he takes the rose and he says, Elizabeth, will you accept this rose? And I am literally cringing and I put myself in his place. I think there were four roses and there's like six or eight women. Right after I gave the last rose, I'm so codependent, I would have said, here it is, Elizabeth, and would have run off. So I wouldn't have he to cries confront. He cries every time. He cries, he every, cries time. every time. Yeah. Sherry, who's the who's the co-host, the host of the show? What's that guy's name? Chris. Chris yeah, yeah, yeah. What kills oh, me yeah. is there's one rose left on the tray. Everybody can see it. I see it. All the women see it. And Chris walks out and he goes, ladies. There's only one rose left. Oh, no crap, Chris. I mean, come on. We all see this one rose. Is that your job? I mean, come That's on. That's his job. Count. I mean, That's his gig, the man. Women, them women, they know exactly how many petals is on every rose because that's all they're thinking about is the rose. And he goes, we have one rose left. And then he walks back away. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you all something the- about Chris. He has the best job in television. Nobody ever says it. Nobody ever points it out. But he is making bank. To just say in a big melodramatic way, ladies, there's only one rose left. He's getting rich doing that, you guys. He's the only person in the world who has an easier job than Vanna White. But Vanna White, Vanna White doesn't have to dip her shoes in bleach before going into her house at the end of the night. So I still think she I still think she's winning. Coming up, the Wilhelm scream. You know it, even if you didn't know its name. And all those sad Halloween pumpkins. What happens today? It's Bob and Cherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Live. Live on the Bob and Cherry Facebook page. So Maxim came across something really fascinating because it's it's a thing that everyone listening has heard, but none of us knew that it had a name. So bring mm-hmm. us the Wilhelm scream, Max. So I heard about this recently on a podcast called 20,000 Hertz. And so this is where I got the idea that I wanted to share this. And if you want to, that's a, it's a great podcast. Anyhow, what is the Wilhelm scream? Ah! Okay, you heard that? Okay, that yeah. is uh-huh. the Wilhelm scream. Where did that come from? Well, years ago, back in like 1950, Warner Brothers would record somebody doing the scream. And so this scream was for a movie called Distant Drums. And so this is what the recording session sounded like because a guy had to have his leg eaten by an alligator. So a man getting bit by an alligator and he screams. Okay, quiet. Hey, quiet. Do it out for me. Okay, right? Oh! Oh! <laughs> the first one you did up here was much better. <laughs> oh! I did what? No, that's not an owl. A real scream of pain. Ah, so there it is. He finally got money. In the movie Distant Drums, this is what it sounded like. Because the actor doesn't, a lot of times in movies, they whatever the actor's doing, they, they call it sweetening. So they go in and put sound effects in and, and after, after the fact. Well, what's the idea with the whole Wilhelm part of this? Well, the Wilhelm part of this is it showed up in a movie called The Charge at Feather River, and this is 
Private Wilhelm getting shot by an arrow. Ah! Oh my gosh, it's exactly the same. <laughs> it's exactly I the same. The I heard making, the arrow. I heard the arrow. They were making so many uh, of these movies, it was cheaper to do that. Well, the Wilhelm scream has shown up in so many different things because it's kind of an inside Hollywood thing. So mm -hmm. it showed up in the movie The Wild Bunch, The Green Berets, The Land of Pharaohs. Okay, so those are some old movies. How about the fact that Steven Spielberg and George Lucas both loved them so much, they put it in Star Wars, <laughs> Indiana Jones, and the Temple of Doom, Toy Story, Hercules, Pirates of the Caribbean, Super Mario Brothers, Kill Bill, because Quentin Tarantino comes along and goes, what is that? And, and so, in fact, Quentin Tarantino was filming something. The old movie that it came from with Private Wilhelm was on. And Quentin Tarantino says, I will stop production to watch this part of the movie when it comes on live TV. That's how into it it was. So it's shown up in Lethal Weapon, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Kung Fu Panda. Okay? Those are movies. How about TV shows? It showed up on Chuck, Maverick, The X-Files, Family Guy, of course, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, Once a Time, uh, on and on and on that it has been used. In fact, what I'm going to do is play a little bit of what this sounds like in context uh, with some of the movies that it's been involved in, including oh, Batman and that sort of thing. Now, you may not recognize exactly this is Batman. <laughs> This is Family Guy. <laughs> this is Indiana Jones. <laughs> this is Star Wars. This is Jurassic Park. <laughs> This is Toy Story. Okay, so you've heard it in these. Yay, well who, done. Who did this scream? All right, who, who did this? Well, yeah. so what they did is they went back and found some information on this old session that Warner Brothers did. And then they asked the widow of this man and said, did he ever do this? And she said, yeah, he did that sort of stuff all the time. Now, you may know him as an actor from many old movies. In fact, he's in one of my all-time favorite movies, Hoosiers. He plays the principal. The guy's name is Sheb Woolley, and you may know him from this. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple no. people eater. Yes. <laughs> yes. You are kidding me. One -eyed, one horned flying purple people eater. Sure looks strange to me. And that is the darndest thing. The story well of the Wilhelm scream. Well, that is the I coolest. Did he get any uh, royalties every no. time that was uh -uh. used? Uh-uh. No. They, they, you know, you sort of did that as a one-off and you were paid because it was done yeah. originally for one of those movies and they just went, yeah. well, this is pretty good. Let's keep on reusing it. And so That is a great that story. That is the coolest, Max. That is, Max. A great story. That is amazing. Payoff. 
I'm yeah. going to hear that now. Now I'll hear the Wilhelm <laughs> scream the next time it's in a I'll movie. I'll be listening for it. Ah! <laughs> and hey, speaking of movies, if The Notebook is one of your favorites, it almost was a very different movie with a very different star. We've got the audition. You're going to be shocked. Coming up, it's Bob and Shane. Ah! Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this. I cannot believe this. Today, of course, is a very, very special day. It is the day that we all eat Reese's peanut butter cups and Skittles for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I love that day. It's my favorite day. (laughs) <laughs> there's for some reason the day after Halloween, because you've always got either some mm. leftover candy or some kids baskets to raid. For some reason that has become just like a tradition for me that I just, I eat Halloween candy for breakfast on the day after. But I got to thinking um, like all the Halloween pumpkins in the grocery store and in the roadside stands and stuff, you realize that effective today their value plummets. Like nobody goes and buys a pumpkin the day after Halloween. Like you may go buy deeply discounted bags of candy at CVS today and who could blame mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. but the chance and you'll buy Halloween decorations. And we do that with Christmas decorations. Like after Christmas, when they've got Christmas stuff, 70% off, heck yeah. But pumpkins, nobody touches a pumpkin. So I asked the question, what happens to all of those pumpkins at the grocery store and everywhere else? So a couple of things. Pumpkin farms take, um, they often take all those unsold pumpkins and they use them as fertilizer. And the seeds inside pumpkin carcasses just kind of basically plant themselves. Anybody who's thrown a jack-o'-lantern or a pumpkin into the backyard only to discover that they're growing pumpkins nine months later knows what that's all about. They're super easy to grow. Um, Farms with livestock um, can use pumpkins as feed. I don't know if you knew this, but cows and pigs love pumpkins. And some pumpkin dealers, wholesalers, you know, produce companies that retail pumpkins to grocery stores, they donate them to zoos. And every year the Oregon Zoo has a pumpkin stomping party and you can go watch the pumpkins the elephants go nuts stomping on the pumpkins and chomping on them and throwing them around with their trunks which sounds like a very good time Um, i'll tell you one other thing you can do with pumpkins um you can express your distaste for a politician who's running for office i did this just before i i uh, got together with you so I'm doing a solo morning show, and there was an election. Well, the elections, of course, are in November, the first week of November, and that comes shortly after Halloween. And I rented a cherry picker that went up about three stories high. And people, we had two giant pictures, one each of a Democrat and a Republican, and it was covered with plexiglass on the ground. And you could go up for a donation to charity and you would take a pumpkin and you would would direct the cherry picker as to which politician's face you want to be above. And you can drop a giant pumpkin and smash his or hers face. There was a line 50 long. It was covered by the by the news. 
And it was really, really fun. I absolutely made no reference of any kind of political leaning. People were not allowed to say anything that was really distasteful, but they had a blast. And I forget, we, we raised hundreds of dollars for a charity. I don't think you could do that today. You, I wouldn't do it for money. Like if you offered me money to do that, I wouldn't do that. No. Oh that. yeah. Today. No, because no. somebody will get up there and throw it at, you know, somebody else who he thinks he's an opposite party. It just would not work out. But way back then, you know, there was more just, of a sense of humor about things. I just don't want to be in a crowd of people who are angry with each other about politics. I just don't want any part of yeah. it. I'd rather, no, I'd rather spend the night in a literal haunted house with actual right. demon ghosts than attend an event like that. Um, but I and would back like then to people go had see. strong feelings, but they weren't violent. You know, it's, everybody was getting a good laugh out of it. It's different now. It's just yeah. super different. I yeah. like this farm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania that um, lets people, they grow pumpkins for um, sale, you know, farmer's markets and grocery store, but there's always mm -hmm. leftover pumpkins every November right. 1st. So you can come in and you're allowed to smash pumpkins with a sledgehammer or launch them into the air with a catapult, which I think would be oh, lots and lots awesome. of fun. For I'd people. love to yeah. launch one. Oh, that would be how oh, satisfying yeah. would that be to see that thing fly through the air and then smash on the ground? Where, where'd they do it? Like in a farmer's field or something like that? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. In Lancaster. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So nice. and think about, you know, there are these rage rooms now that people pay money to go to and then just break old dishes and stuff. Wouldn't it yeah. be super satisfying to sledgehammer a pumpkin? It would be. Wouldn't that just be the best time it ever? It would be. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and just as the clock struck midnight last night, all of the pumpkins basically, you know, turned into pumpkins. And nobody wants them anymore. anymore. It's so sad. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. So I experienced personal growth about two days ago. Would you like me to share it with you? My oh, personal absolutely. Growth? Yes. Mm -hmm. So um, about two years ago, Mary and I put in a small pool in the back of our house, which we love very much. Except there's a big oak tree that overhangs the pool. And of course, this time of the year, it drops its, its nuts into the pool. And I have to scrape the nuts from the bottom and, you know, throw them away. Well, I took off a couple of big limbs and I thought, ha, ha, I got it now. And I went out there two days ago and there were uh, nuts at the bottom of the pool. So I came inside and I, I don't know, I was changing shirts or something and I'm sighing. Mary says, what's the matter now? And I said, there's so many nuts at the bottom of the pool. And she said, Hampton's fraternity is back, which, you know, was a pretty good line, you know, but it didn't, it didn't make it any easier. And I went, no, I've got to go out there because, you know, they've got to go. They've got to go. And I'm out there with the skimmer thing and I'm, I'm skimming the bottom of the pool to get all these nuts. And I went, you know what, and look at life in general, whether or not you got some nuts in your pool really is meaningless. It doesn't mean a thing. Just get the skimmer, get the nuts out, and go about your business. You can't fight a mighty oak. And it's going to be there forever. And you know you. You're not taking down a mighty oak. And so I just said, it is my destiny to get nuts out of the pool. 
and I accept that. I met a man who struggled with his pool nuts. And then I met a man who had no pool. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it's an issue, but... Still my if you could get that attitude... Favorite part of the story was what Mary said. What's the matter now? <laughs> I know. I'm working on that. I'm not saying that I've solved all of my personal problems, but I am working on it. And I think that is growth. I didn't care for the attitude in your voice a moment ago there. But, well, you know, listen, that's fine. That's did fine. My Aunt Rosemary taught you that there is nothing in this world filthier than a tree. Filthier than a tree. And now yeah. you're living she that. Was right. Yeah, she, she, was, she right. was right. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. I have ran across a story that it caught my eye. And the more I read it, the crazier it got to be. In Phoenix, they've got this prosecutor, and she wound up getting fired because she had worked with the police to falsify charges against protesters and make them come across as gang members, okay? And she denies any wrongdoing because she she was asked if she prosecuted the cases in an ethical standard. She goes, oh, absolutely. And so what happened was, there's this guy, this guy's name was Ryder Collins. He's a nurse. He, he works in downtown Phoenix. And so one of his hobbies is to take pictures of the buildings and, and stuff at sunset. I think it's, a, it's just a right. big deal for him. So while he's taking these pictures of sunset, he saw this protest pass by and he decided to watch from the sidewalk. So uh, the the police videos and witness videos show that he never participated in the demonstration, but when they had this big sweep to take in all these people, they got him too. And so she testifies that she believes that Collins may be the a part of the gang that she has invented. And she says, he's like the guy that stands on the side and he's like, a legal observer for the group and all this kind of stuff. And so she's totally not paying any attention to the evidence or the testimony that shows that Collins didn't know any of the protesters. He was only in the area to shoot some pictures. Now here's my part that I love so much because they're like, they're saying to her, look, he's taking pictures. I mean, if there's nothing here that shows him participating. And she says, well, people can be out there taking photos of the sunset. Then they can go home and murder their spouse. She said, does that necessarily mean they were innocent of murdering their spouse just because they were taking pictures of the sunset? I say no. Oh my God. What? I love this idea that just because you have the perfect out, well, you can still go home and kill your spouse. I mean, she jumps from a protest to killing a spouse and saying that taking pictures doesn't mean he wouldn't kill his spouse. <laughs> but you could say that about anything. You could go, just because you're eating a snow cone doesn't mean you're not going home and killing your spouse. Like, what? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm thinking, how far out have you gone to do this? And this is dragging on, evidently. And, you know, and she's just adamant. She's absolutely adamant. But when I thought, okay, some of the stuff she's saying is okay. But then when she gets to this part, she goes, 
Yeah, he's taking some pictures at sunset, but he could have went home and killed his wife and still took those pictures. So what makes you, know, you think he's not guilty of this? Oh my gosh. There, there I, I was reading about phobias and I cannot remember the word for it, but there's apparently a name for the phobia of being, you're afraid that you're going to be falsely accused of a crime. Like there are people yes. that actually, like the way some people are afraid of spiders or heights or yes, the number 13 yes, yes, or whatever. Yes. There are people that are, really really phobic and afraid that they're going to be falsely accused of a crime and you hear that and you go oh but come on like what are the odds that happens and then you go out to take a picture of the sunset and here we are well and and if i was one of those people that had that phobia i would be saying to you do you not see this this could have happened to me it can happen to you i mean it's so real yeah yeah yes and i mean at some point you're completely innocent, but what is it they say? You, it's hard to prove a negative. You know, it's, well, it's, that's it's why one thing. For, yeah, People that have that phobia, that's what they say. They say, oh, yeah, you can, you can act like it's never going to happen or, you know, it's not a big deal. But if you're falsely accused of a crime and you can't prove the negative and you get railroaded, you could end up in prison. People do. Like, there are innocent yes. people locked up who were falsely I, accused. I will say I don't worry about that here because there's people that you can call. But now when I travel out of the country, and I may maybe you do too, when I travel out of the country, I'm very careful to mind my P and Q's. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm not doing something that's going to get me put in jail in another country because then it's a little harder. If you're in America and you get to make a phone call, I can get somebody. You know what I'm saying? So uh, well, why do you say that when you're overseas, you don't commit the crimes you normally do when you're here because you feel like you got a cushion of the fact? Do you see? Like. Do you see how you're turning this around on me? You're an example of exactly what I'm saying. Now you're trying to get me for crimes that I have not committed because you think I couldn't be committing them. See? See this? See how oh easy gosh, it happens, like Lamar? Yes. You see how easy phobia. it can happen, yes. and then a man goes yes. down. Just like listen, that. This is a friend of mine that's trying to put me in jail. This is a friend of mine doing it. See? What what chance do you have with a stranger? I got, hey, no. I'll still be your uh, friend after you're in prison. I'll put some <laughs> money in there so you can buy treats at the commissary at the prison. Yeah, because, you know, I need to buy cigarettes because those are like cash. <laughs> Texas honey buns, my friend. That is prison go. currency. It's Bob and Sherry. She's done it again. Sherry Lynch named one of the most influential women in radio. It's Bob and Sherry. Sherry. So this is one of those moments where you think about all the ways that a life could have turned out differently. Britney Spears auditioned um, for the female lead in the movie The Notebook, and she beat out Jessica Biel, Claire Danes, Scarlett Johansson. It came down to Britney Spears and Rachel McAdams. And Britney, of course, had worked as a kid with Ryan Gosling, who'd already been cast in the movie on the Mickey Mouse Club. And so they already knew each other. They had chemistry. And apparently, Brittany was so good at this audition that it really came down to the wire between she and Rachel McAdams. And this screen test, which has been kicking around for about 20 years or so, um, it was on eBay at one point in 2021, um, for a million dollars, you could bid 
a million dollars to watch Britney's notebook audition tape. But you don't have to spend a million dollars because we have it for you right here. Um, you ready to go? We gotta go. Rain's coming in. I'm not saying. I tried to call you to tell you that I wasn't gonna stay, but nobody answered the phone. Look, no one, I can't be here. Not the way I feel about you. It's not fair to Lon. No, you can't marry two people. And I'm marrying one. So I should go, okay? I prayed for you to die. And the Lord really will not die. I would have felt completely horrible if you were. Uh, so I she can't see broke it, but down. it sounded pretty good. Um, yeah. She Seen broke it. down sobbing. Yeah. Seeing it, she she really pulled it off. She did. This is Rachel McAdams' audition. What about the last two days? They happened, right? Can't just take that away? No. I know that they happened. And, and they were wonderful, but they were very irresponsible. You know, I, I have a life back in Charlotte. I, I have a fiancé who's waiting for me at a hotel who's going to be crushed when I tell him what happened. And I don't even know if he's going to take me back, but I have to go talk to him. So you make love to me. Then you go back to your husband. Is that the plan? Is that a test out? I didn't pass it? Hmm? I made a promise to a man. He gave me a ring, and I gave him my word. And your word is shot to hell, don't you think? Well, I don't know. I'll find out when I talk to him. So you're not going to break your promise? That's what this is about? I thought it was about following your heart, Al. Or maybe it's about something else. Let's be honest. Maybe it's about security. Oh, oh, what is that supposed to mean? You know, he does have a lot of money, Al. <sighs> okay, now I hate you. Now I hate you. You don't think that I love Lon? You smug bastard! Haven't you been paying attention there for the past? What do you think's been happening here? I don't know. I think I must have misread the signal. Yeah, I guess you did. You're bored out of your head, Allie, and you know it, or else you wouldn't be here. Oh, you arrogant son of a bitch. Stay with me. N stay with you? Yes. Why would I stay with you? Look at us. We're already fighting. Well, that's what we do. We fight, Al. We... You're not afraid to tell me when I'm being an arrogant son of a bitch. I'm not afraid to tell you when you're being a pain in the ass, which you are 99% of the time. But I'm not afraid to hurt your feelings, Alec, because they got a two-second rebound right before you back doing the next pain in the ass thing. <laughs> so? So? It's going to be hard. We're going to have to work at this, but come on. Don't take the easy way out. Oh, what easy way out? There is no easy way out. No matter what I do, somebody gets hurt. Well, forget about everyone then. 
Forget about everyone and me and him and your parents and then what you think you should do. What about you? What do you want? It's not that simple. Yes, it is. Um, she's awful good. I'll tell you what yeah. the difference is between the two. And Britney Spears was really good. She's a little more nuanced. There's just a yeah. little, little something that she does yeah. that Britney didn't yeah. do. Britney hit it emotionally, but this, right. Rachel McAdams, you believed. Yeah, yeah, and a little more timber in her voice, too, which I didn't think hurt her. You're exactly right. That but was interesting how, to listen to. How might Britney's life have been different if her yeah. career had been uh, shunted onto a different set of tracks? Right. It, you never know, right? What a show you never know. Still got that same no, crazy family, know. though. Still got that yeah, same crazy true. family. Yeah, it's true. Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Look, if I had to, I would stay in somebody's house. You know, and I have. Just given the opportunity, I'd rather not. Unless it's somebody very close like Sherry. Right? And other people are calling this morning, agreeing with me. Because they have had difficult situations as house guests. I did sleep on a futon once at a friend it's of awful, mine's house. It's awful, isn't it? It's awful. And they make it up. You know what? You go in and you say, well, are you sure you want me to stay here? I, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I'm you know, putting you guys out. Oh, no. You'll have the futon. We're going to give you the futon. Oh, okay. My bad. And I've never had back problems. I couldn't I couldn't bend over for like three days. It was well, so bad. I stayed um, at my uh, brother and sister-in-law's house on the futon. And um, my nephew Kevin had gone off to school and left his cat Stuart behind. And Stuart, I know, what a name for a That's cat. a random right? name for a cat. Stuart was this enormous cat. And I'm allergic to regular cats, as you know. It's yeah. why I have the weird cats I yeah, got yeah. for the girls. Stuart, um, that was Stuart's futon, really. So now I'm sleeping on a cat fur-covered futon. I've done it. And Stuart, the giant cat, would drape himself across my neck while I slept. Because that's his place. So that by the time I left um, my brother's house, I didn't know if I was reacting to cat allergies or if I had picked up black lung disease. (laughs) I was so... And they, of course, are in their bedroom, and they got a great night's sleep. When I gently suggested that I was having some problems related to the cat, my brother said, Oh, are you ever going to stop being a drama queen? (laughs) He's ready to go. I want to stop being a drama queen, but my eyes are sealed shut, okay? (laughs) Hey, Bo. Hey, Bo. How you doing, Bo? All right. Your aunt's dog, huh? Oh, yeah. Like every night... Before, you know, she would go to bed, she would uh, bring up, like, this little jar of Vaseline and uh, sit on the chair, and she would tell me, you know, that she wants me to rub her feet. And oh uh, this is every every time that H- we would, How old uh, were you then, jo- uh, Bo? Uh, about 10. ten. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. And your aunt would bring out the Vaseline. Yeah, and, you know, rub her feet. She says it makes her feet feel good and all this other stuff, and... uh they had this little dog. It was like a little chihuahua. It was black and white, and then, uh, the dog's name was Kiki. And this dog can be asleep. And as soon as I pop the top on this Vaseline, this thing opens up and just starts growling. And I'd reach in to get the Vaseline to rub my aunt's feet. And it, no matter where at in the house, the dog would, you know, hear it. And it would come in there and just start 
biting my hand long as I had Vaseline on it or if I got near the Vaseline can. You know, I don't you blame know why? the dog. Let me tell you why, Bo. Because the dog was a reincarnated DSS worker who said, Bo, yeah. this ain't right. This is not right. I agree. No, I, I totally agree. And you know, Let me just, I, I want to give thanks to the Almighty because I've never said the words. And then I got some Vaseline on my hands and commenced to rub in my aunt's feet. <laughs> this never happened I, It's here. never happened to me and I feel so good this morning. Bo, this is just. This is wrong. Oh, I, I agree. That dog had your back, buddy. Huh? That dog, that dog was your That back. dog was for you. He knew it was wrong. Oh, I, this thing would eat it. This it was like I was trying to take the food. I mean, it would go down there and then like stick its face in there and then start. It liked it like the Vaseline. It liked the Vaseline. It's... It didn't want me getting there like it's food. I guess. You know but, what, Stephen King. There. Stephen King missed with Cujo. He did. Here's, he totally missed. Here's a dog that's not suffering from irregularity. <laughs> She would sit there, and I'd, I'd, I'd kind of like swat at the dog. It's like, you know, get, Kiki, get. And she would sit there, and, I'd you know, when I'd be rubbing her feet, I was like, look, you're going to have to hold Kiki. I said, this dog is, you know, your dog's biting me. And uh, she's like, come here, Kiki, you know, get up on get up on your lap, you know. And Well, anyways. Oh, um, Keep going, Bo. Come on. Yeah, and, you know, and. uh I, the whole time I'm sitting there rubbing her feet, this dog's like right there looking at me like I'm daring you to grab this stuff. And uh, Bo, that you didn't I'm... turn into some perverted freak that killed people is amazing. Bo, With sweetie. With this background. Sweetie, did you ever tell your parents about this? Oh, they, you know, they would be there. They, they, they would be in the house. Your father would allow you to Vaseline up your aunt's feet? Oh, and, I'd have and... to do my grandmother's too. You know, oh my her. God, Nana's too with with the <laughs> how did, Vaseline. How'd you turn out, Bo? Uh, I guess okay. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Right now, uh, I work at a hotel. You work at a hotel. Uh, yeah, don't rub anybody's feet over there. No, 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 no. no, 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 no you can't do no, that. I don't do the feet thing anymore. So, but uh, the whole time. How about are you married? Yeah, I was going to say. Are you a married man? Do you do that with your wife's feet? No, no, I don't. You don't do that Why for not? her, and you have great experience, and you know yeah, that's what a woman you, likes. You know a woman's foot. You're, you've been around a woman's foot. It's okay, though. I'll pass. Yeah. That whole, that that unholy trinity of your aunt's feet, the chihuahua, and the Vaseline is going to so haunt. Horrifying. It's going to haunt so my weekend, Bo. It, all right. Bo, God bless you, and thank you for calling. Thank you so much. Right. Hey, you've, Joe you've London. You've done a lot. Hey, Joe London, what do you think of that? Yeah. No, that wasn't Vaseline intensive care. That it was, was pure grade that Vaseline. Was, that was the petroleum, petroleum jelly. <laughs> Bob and Sherry store. We know the holidays are coming. Don't wait to the last minute. Then you'll straight be bumming. Cooking with Cat's Cookbook Package with a tacky apron. You can wear it anytime you're frying the bacon. The Bob and Sherry store. It's really the bomb. Find it open 24-7 at bobandsherry.com. The shipping is for free. Spend over $75. Come on down to the Bob and Sherry store. Give us a holler. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. 
Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. So it is fall, and I've been working a lot in my yard, especially the backyard, cleaning up these beds, the flower beds, the shrub beds and everything to uh, clean them up and fertilize them. And I got myself a new wheelbarrow, and I've been using that, doing a lot of raking. And I went over to pick up a bale of pine straw, which does not really weigh all that much. And all of a sudden, in my left wrist, I got a shooting pain. It was like somebody shot me in the wrist with a gun. I mean, it just about brought me to my knees. And it's been a nagging pain for about four days now, four or five days. And I was initially really ticked off at myself because I was just overusing muscles, I guess, ligaments that I, I normally don't. And then I decided, you know what? This is an excuse not to do much of anything. This is an excuse yeah. to say, yeah. Can't fix. I can't fix that. Uh, uh, the, the remains uh, of that flower bed over there, but you know it'll be there. That's fine. Uh, let me let me get the dishes tonight. It's a little harder with the one hand only because not supposed to move it too much. And I I found myself like sitting on the couch and watching old movies and reading magazines that were just piling up and a new book that I just that I just bought. And I thought to myself, you know, being a kept man would be a great thing. It really would be wonderful. (laughs) This is really a nice life. Not really doing much of anything. Maybe walking the dog. Oh, and when we walk the dog, Mary, could you actually handle the dog with the leash? Because he could pull and re-hurt my wrist. So... I don't know how long I can run this scam, it, but I got to tell you. probably get old after about 20 or 30 years. You get old after that. You think? Probably. Yeah. 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 It's about as long as I can do it. it it's it, not so much me. I think it's it's herself, though. It would get old yeah. a little uh, bit quicker. Yeah, than that's that. like 15 minutes. Oh, you minutes. think? You think it might get old for herself? Oh. Oh, I know. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.